Toronto Blue Jays swings a slur and strikes out. Richard Simmons sues for being called trans. And if you ban the police from pride, are you still being inclusive? Coming up today on The Point. Hello and welcome to The Point, the only talk show bringing gay and straight men together to see what happens. <laughs> Every time I do that, there's something going on over here. I, what's in that cup? Don't worry about it. Okay, I won't. Um, okay, so Matt is still away. He's still performing in Prince Edward Island. So Tegan Reamsbottom is back with us. Yes, thank you. And we have a special guest today, um, Bryn Hendricks a community activist who has also done work with an organization called Not My Pride. And we're going to get into this sticky wicket <laughs> um, having to do with pride and all that stuff. But uh, Tito, you, well, you were just, what? before we started rolling, you were going on and on about cheese. <laughs> what is this about cheese? This week in cheese news. I woke up to news that Jaden Smith was upset that the hotel he was staying at in Toronto put cheese and on his pancakes riveting yeah I like okay it. thank you tito <laughs> um i also want to mention before we go on that doug doug ben um is ill today so he's not with us poor guy uh, for the day he's home in bed so get better ben, soon ben. get get well ben, doug ben <laughs> <laughs> what is in that cup i don't know okay i didn't don't have my sleep last night actually we have a serious uh, a, a serious um a topic to talk here with Bryn. okay um this has to do with um pride specifically toronto pride but it's a bigger issue than that because this issue has come up again and again in in at pride celebrations frankly across north america uh, there was a similar protest uh, in Boston a couple of years ago. Vancouver has dealt with this issue. Um, other prides. Okay, so last year at Toronto Pride, the organization Black Lives Matter Toronto, the Toronto chapter of, of BLM, um, they were uh, the honored group in the parade. So they were leading the parade, or one of the groups leading the parade. Once they got sort of halfway through the parade route, they sat down and held a kind of a sit-in, a protest, and halted the parade for about 30 minutes, demanding that Pride Toronto uh, agree to their demands having to do with what they allege as Pride's history of, of anti-blackness. And I hope I'm getting that correctly. Um, so at the time, Toronto Pride, the then executive director, signed off on a document saying, we agreed all your demands, and the parade uh, carried on. Then, the very next day, the then executive director said he only signed it to get the parade moving. He didn't really agree with the demands. Then over the winter, uh, at Pride's annual general meeting, the, those who attended, members of the Pride Committee, agreed to all of Black Lives Matter demands. Most of the demands, I think nine out of the 10 demands, were not controversial. It was like, you know, there, was, there were different performance areas for different areas for different groups, uh, uh, performers of color, reinstate them. Nobody had a problem with that. The one big issue was the banning of police groups from marching in the parade, particularly uh, the Toronto Police Department. Then comes Bryn Hendricks and this other group called Not My Pride, basically saying, and I'll let Bryn explain it uh, more fully, but basically, if 
You're not going to allow the police department to march in pride. You're not being inclusive. Therefore, we have to look at creating a separate pride parade, a separate pride event that is a quote-unquote inclusive parade. Now, before I let Bryn, sp Bryn speak, uh, I have to let you know that I did contact Toronto Pride, uh, specifically the new executive director, Olivia Nuama. She did not get back to me. I also contacted Black Lives Matter Toronto. They did get back to me, said they would make someone available to come on the show, but in the end, they did not make someone come on, uh, someone available to come on the show. So with all that background information, welcome Bryn. Thank you. Um, so what is it that you want to accomplish? So uh, just a, a point of clarification. So there was, uh, there was nine demands uh, okay. that they made and um, eight of those demands, just to, to give it a bit of background, come from a uh, com community advisory panel that was created following the issue that happened with Quaya, which was a similar issue back in 2000. The, uh, Queers against Israeli, Israeli apartheid. apartheid. Right. And there was controversy around them right. marching in the parade. Yeah, huge okay. controversy, which created the whole funding issue with, with the city. Because um, uh, there was a question of whether or not the city would continue to give funding for right. the parade. Okay. Right. So at, at that point, it was a very divisive issue at that time. And um, there was a, an, an independent panel put together uh, specifically to address this uh, so that uh, in case this happened again, that there would be mechanisms in which to to avoid the division that was really occurring from that uh, at that time, um, and so this the, the community advisory panel or CAP as it's called uh, did put together an independent report that was well, it's probably about 300 pages. They met with over 10,000 people, um, got lots of opinions and lots of um, lots of dialogue and feedback from from different organizations, and they came up with a series of recommendations. Um, and in those recommendations. Um, of the nine demands, eight of those uh, recommendations, or eight of those demands, were part of the recommendations of the CAP uh, report. So uh, it isn't uh, to say that the, uh, the demands of Black Lives Matter were, uh, it, well, certainly I don't think they, they were necessarily unreasonable. Um, I, I, the tactics maybe uh, of, of, of the sit-in maybe is debatable, but um, those recommendations were followed. Right, by. but there was the one that has caused the big rift. Now that's where the issue is, um, and that was where you know that caught a lot of people off guard. I think a lot of people thought that that was necessarily more of a maybe maybe a PR stunt because people didn't think that it would go through. Um, but then Pride voted on it all as one big package of votes. So they approved that police ban. And at that point, so I, I personally stayed quiet on this issue um, from last July until January because I really wanted to learn and to, I didn't feel it was my place to, to step in and, and say but, anything. But now you have then, stepped in. In January, it, when the police were banned, I stepped in. And I, I, I said, you know, I as a person, I felt it was incumbent upon me to, to Pride to me is about inclusion. And it cannot ever be born out of exclusion or divisive tactics at all. At all. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what the other side says. Yeah. That it's not really a ban of the police. Police, gay police officers specifically, LGBTQ police officers are allowed to march. They just can't march in uniform. Of course, their uniform includes their gun. They can't hold signs that say Toronto Police. They can't drive their, their squad cars in the parade. But they can still march. They can march with other community groups. In, in fact, Vancouver um, just came up with some sort of compromise where there's a, a smaller contingent of police marching, but then other police can march in just T-shirts, whatever, and march with other community groups. Is that a fair compromise? 
So in Toronto, first of all, the, um, the challenge is that, that police are not allowed to march out of uniform for their own protection as part of the police association policy. And so the purpose of that is, of course, if there was a, a terrorist activity or something, that we wouldn't want police to be walk, walking around with emblems that make them a target, because that would be the first place that you, know, you could see a terrorist that might want to attack uh, law enforcement would go with anywhere they see the emblem. So they need to be protected. Um, what we've seen in Vancouver is a little bit different. Uh, they are allowing um, police in uniforms, and then those who are not in uniforms are not wearing T-shirts that represent the police. So that, therefore, really all they are is marching as city workers, and there's no way that they're identified as police. So it's basically what it amounts to is just a smaller contingent now of police. Uh, I personally, I think that's just to me that all that is is less inclusion. Um, but it is in some way. Some people feel it's a compromise, uh, but. Here in Toronto, there was uh, even that was suggested by Councillor Campbell. He suggested one, one of the city councillors. Yeah, the councillor put forward the motion to uh, to try to, to take away because the city of Toronto gives money to Pride every year. Right. And there was a movement then in city council to say, no, we're not going to give you. We're not going to give it this year. Right. So it hadn't been it had, the money had not been granted yet. It was to say before we give you this money, we want to ensure inclusion before as part of as part of the. It's basically if you're going to get money, this is what you have to do. You have to be inclusive, and so. Uh, and as part of those discussions with Councillor Campbell and, and Olivia Nuama from Pride, he suggested the same thing as Vancouver. You know, even if you allowed a contingent, you know, on bicycles and uniform, and the and the response was absolutely not. Um, and then there was discussions about well, whether or not there was even discussions going on between uh, Pride and the police. And um, so people, I think a lot of people have been thinking that there was these discussions happening since Olivia took over. And uh, I met with her at the end of February to discuss this issue, and she said there would be these discussions. I called her on her cell phone last week, and uh, she indicated there had not been these discussions at all. So um, it means that in that time frame where people were expecting this to start to come to a resolve, there has been no effort. Uh, now, um, New York City, the New York City Police Department has since invited the Toronto Police Department to march with them in the New York parade. Oh, really? That's cute. Um, so <laughs> d how does that play into all of this? I mean, so that's interesting. So that the organization that has invited them is, is called Goal, which is Gay Officers Action League. And they, uh, they invited Toronto and they also invited Halifax because Halifax police pulled out as a result of the Toronto decision. Um, so they invited both of them to to participate, and so I think uh, I think two things about that. One, I think it's um, I think it's unfortunate that we live in a city that is now having to take its direction on on same sex um, human rights and and leadership from the United States, which has been ten years behind on on things like same sex marriage, and certainly you know is a far more conservative country I think than than Canada. That we're having to take our lead from from the states on this now. Um, that to me is is a, is a bruised eye on the city, um, but I think it's also commendable um, of the police force down there to recognize that that that's necessary for our officers, and I, I thank them for that. Now, after um, all of this happened, the Toronto police actually said, "You know what? We're gonna we're not gonna fight this. We're gonna sit this year out." So then, Pride is now saying, "Okay, so problem solved at least for this year." They're not marching. They volunteered to step out. Number one, and I, I, I want to know what the the rest of uh, everybody thinks. Um, was that the right thing for the police to do? And does it does it put it off to the sideline for the moment? That okay, we don't have to deal with this this year. 
So personally, I, I think that the, the police chief had really had no choice out of respect to the community to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that if you were to see Pride extend an invitation to the police force to say, uh, we'd like you to march in uniforms, the police would say absolutely in a heartbeat. There would be no questions asked. They have done what they've done out of respect, and, mm -hmm. I, think, and I think that that's, um, that's commendable, but it should not be necessary for them to do that. And I think that, so just as a, a quick uh, point on this, I flew out to Vancouver and met with the, the officers who deal with, uh, the, he was actually, works in the hate crimes unit, deals with Black Lives Matter there and with Pride and was sort of op operating as the liaison there on this, this very issue. And his statement to me was, Bryn, first of all, a lot of the things that are happening in Vancouver are as a result of what's happened in Toronto. And he said, if, if you allow for the police to be taken out of the Pride for even one year in uniform, it will take a decade, if ever, before they're ever allowed back in. So I think that while the decision is commendable by the, by the, by the chief, I think it is um, absolutely the wrong decision to have them out of the Pride. Um, okay, so I feel like I would be... Um uh, I, I have to sort of mention, even though the, the, the new executive director of Pride is not here, um, at least put the, her position and perhaps understanding Black Lives Matter position into this thing. So she gave, uh, there was a big story in the Toronto Star, uh, the big newspaper in Toronto, in, in which she said uh, that it was a considerate thing for the police service to do, to, to step back engage in willing dialogue and with those people that have expressed concern about their relationship uh, and then try to plot a way forward. Um, this is a real issue about what it means to celebrate inside the parade with the sight of weapons and the sight of sirens, which are all associated in this community with very negative outcomes. And we've heard this uh, said before from Black Lives Matter during the protest um, that there has been so much awfulness between police, not just in Toronto, but all over, uh, all over North America, and communities of color, that it is, it, it is a feeling of unsafety for these communities to have uh, people in the parade. Now, I, I'll be honest, the first thing I thought was, but they're still gonna have police patrolling the parade, so you're still gonna have police with guns at the parade, but not in the parade. Um, and Gordon, I'm going to throw this to you, and I hate to, I hate, I hate to do this, but you are, you are. I am, no, definitely. Um, <laughs> how, yeah, I'm very happy to be. Yeah, and I don't mean for you to represent the entire black community, yeah. but is seeing the police take part in a community event does that give you or your community a feeling of unsafety? And therefore, is it better to not have the police as an official entity in the celebration? Well, um, first of all, I'd like to say that like, it's, it's definitely good that uh, like we have um, something to represent us, right? Like Black Lives Matter, right? Black Lives Matter was born out of the brutality against people of color, right? Black people and other people of color. But, um, you know, like, I, I think that it's kind of, like, it's, it's hard to explain because it's not unsafety, but it's definitely not they're here to protect us. Because at the same time, like, it's hard to, all the videos we've seen of brutality against um, black people, like, it's hard for me to look, look at videos of people that look like me being attacked, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, you can understand that. Like, we've been through it, right? And now it's, it's kind of being focused more on the, the pride parade, right? 
And um, it's... Is, I, I, is, I think, is, is this the right difficult. thing to do then? Is it the right, I mean, I know you're For the not, police to pull out? I, I, not, I know, I mean, you're one of the straight guys here, so I know <laughs> that the pride parade is not as meaningful to you as it is for <laughs> others on the panel. But, but, Maybe. As, a, as, a, as a person of I color, mean. and do you see Black Lives Matter and what they do and continue to do in terms of fighting against this police inclusion in things like pride, do you, do you think that it is the right vehicle to accomplish the goal of better relations between the community and the police? Okay, the first thing I thought of when they did this was, okay, you know, you're being poked, you're being poked, and you're saying, okay, like, chill, like, stop. Like, eventually, you're gonna have to fight back, right? This is a good, using using pride as like, all right, like, we're not, we're not doing this anymore, like, you know, we're, we're standing up like for ourselves like if other people are not going to help us then we have to help ourselves like especially like in the, in the black community like we're, we all haven't been together right and i feel like if this is a way for all of us to to get together and stand for 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 something for like our our people and like i don't want to sound like wild like militant but you know sometimes sometimes you have to be because it it gets to a point where it's like it's a bit and that is how pride was born i mean we, we should remember that that's how yeah. pride came about so, was that that same sense of you know we'd stand up right. for ourselves so yeah like I, i'm i'm always gonna stand for for black lives matter like within reason because like if my like gay like brothers are not gonna be like are not gonna feel uncomfortable like of course i don't i don't want them to feel uncomfortable right i want them to feel safe mm -hmm. as well right and you know so of course. But isn't it hypocritical to have cops outside protecting you but not be included in a parade? Well, according to It's like to the, the whole thing is about guns. You don't want guns to feel unsafe in the parade, but the guns are behind you, yeah. like regardless. Well, again, like, you know, we don't we don't feel we don't feel safe. Do you right? feel safe if if the police are patrolling the streets or patrolling uh, you know, pride in the pride zone or other festivals, do you, do you have the same feeling of unsafety? Because uh, Pride Toronto um, put it in the context of they have to have the cops there because it's law, right? Cops patrolling. Yeah. But in terms of taking part in the celebration, that's not proper. I, I mean, and this gets back to me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably the oldest person on this panel. Um, but I remember a time when the, the relationship between the gay community and the police were awful. And th that's part of what Pride was, was fighting back. I mean, Stonewall was fighting back against the police. The equivalent in Canada was the, the bathhouse raids in 1981, and that was fighting against the police. So in, in one sense, I say, oh, well, isn't it great that we've repaired that relationship that the cops are actually celebrating with us at the same time pride is fighting back against the police so is it right for black lives matter and pride to be fighting against the back against the police on that 22 yeah. kind of right? um thoughts so i think it's a couple things so 
First of all, I don't think it is wrong in any way for um, the for Black Lives Matter or people of color to be to be making the arguments that they're making uh, with regards to oppression. Racism did not go away with Rosa Parks. Racism did not go away with Martin Luther King. Racism, racism did not go away when slavery was made illegal. Racism it did not just disappear. Uh, it's what's happened is it's become more um, I think subliminal in some ways, and that or we're just not paying as much attention to it. And then the the attempts that, that um, many people of color, have, when they have tried to band together and to, to bring this to politicians, it has been a very white-dominated, um, you know, a systemic, uh, uh, you know, po you know, politically, but also in within these organizations that have made a lot of decisions that have have not necessarily been as helpful. And there's been a lot of consultations and reports, and then not necessarily the action behind it. So I don't think that they are wrong in wanting to push that forward and being very upset that it hasn't that it hasn't happened. I think that that's a, a that's a shame on our society for having not addressed that and that it, we've got to this point. I don't think that it is, it is okay though to be saying, um, first of all, the hypocrisy of, of, of the police being there in, in uniform with guns on the side um, at the request of Pride, by the way, um, Olivia has stated she's requested it, but also then to not allow them into the parade to celebrate. The, remember, police it within their own institutions. LGBTQ police, like, police have not had an easy time. Right. You know, so it's not like their own institutions have been so friendly to them. So for them to be able to celebrate with their own peers mm -hmm. in the parade and to be saying, that's not allowed now. And then to be using the tactic of, oh, well, they can be out of uniform when, they, when Pride knows darn well that that's not possible. Mm -hmm. that it, it has never been possible. That to me is just yeah. divisive. I, 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 well, we have to wrap this up, but, and, and Gordon, I'm gonna throw this to you again because I've heard um, members of Black Lives Matter saying people such as Bryn who take this position are racist. Is, <laughs> is, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I ask this with absolute sincerity. Is oh. this position a racist position? It's, it's definitely not, right? It's just two different viewpoints, right? Like, so is it helpful then? I, that's a loaded question and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm um, sorry. Is this man a racist? <laughs> no, Please no, because I'm I hear okay that, that, I hear that. It, how do we stop the, the name calling so that we actually have the dialogue and discussion. Well, I've been called a, a racist and a white supremacist probably about five to 10,000 times in the last month to two months. Okay, I'll, I'll tell, okay, stop doing that. That's <laughs> Stop, you know? stop, stop <laughs> calling him a racist. Let's don't, just talk about, so what, what, do you want to have another, a, an alternative parade this year? Do you want to have another alternative parade? What, what is your end goal? So what's happened um, by by coincidence is that the city has approved for an, for a second um, an emergency action plan and the permits from the police for the noise to do an, another parade at the exact same time, exact same date, exact same location. So <laughs> it's kind of ironic because it's it's sort of without precedent in the city that that's, that this has happened um, for this year. For this year, so for June twenty fifth, it was just approved the day of the motion uh, this this past Friday. I got the email from the city the emergency plan. So do you want to have another parade? Will we see? another par pride this so parade what this I'm year. looking at currently is having bringing together first responders uh, to do something at pride not within within the pride confounds because they, they have the police have said that they won't do that and I don't want to be confrontational but perhaps over on Gloucester Street um, so Ryan Doyle in, from in the, the villa in the gay neighborhood has, has said he'll put his weight behind it if we can okay. bring all first responders over on Gloucester by the fire hall well we'll we'll see what happens and uh, 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 the 
maybe at our live season finale, we can get uh, the head of, uh, of uh, Pride Toronto and maybe even somebody from Black Lives Matter Toronto in to talk with us as well. Thank you, Bryn, Thank for you, talking sir. about this. You're going to hang out with us for a I bit am. and play with us for the rest I of the show. Am. And now for something completely different. It's time for Tito's Midpoint. Miss you, Tito. This week we're playing On Point, and it's going to be fashion from the Billboard Music Awards that happened uh, two weekends ago. Um, we're going to start with the co-host, which was Vanessa Hudgens. Yes. That's classy. Jeez. High school musical. I just love her in general. Oh, so she killed it with her hosting. She sang Celine. She rapped Nikki. Didn't she, she, she was rap something? Yeah, yeah, she rapped yeah, Monster, yeah. which is oh, like yeah. the best. I'm a yeah. Yeah. yeah, everybody said everybody's on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's next, a good look. Next we have Queen Haley Steinfeld. I don't even know who she is. Are you? And I get hung up on the name no. Steinfeld. Because it's Seinfeld. Yeah. I know. I, I did that too. It bothers me. Yeah. Haley, yeah. 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 Haley Steinfeld? It's, I don't know. She's the one uh, I didn't know I was starving till I tasted yeah. you. Yeah, such a good what? song. What? She's an actress. That's she the song. Like, That's she terrible. She was nominated for an Oscar when she was like 12 or something. And she did the song um, uh, Love, Love Myself. No, she Lovely did Love her. Myself, Love Yourself, which the video is all about like, oh, looking at yourself in the mirror, and oh, I'm, you know, I'm beautiful. Just about but it, the lyrics are all about masturbation. Okay. Word. How old like is it? she? Does her mother know? I don't like that dress. She's yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that dress. We don't like it? No. I don't like that dress. Oh, Too busy. Shape. I like it just because yeah. I like her. <laughs> It's she's not about the voice. person, it's about the fashion. She has a new music video out and she looks so okay, next. stunning. I die okay. every time. He could talk the whole next show about Next we have Haley's Noah Cyrus. That's Miley's, Miley's sister, right? Miley's younger sister, she's 17. Ooh. Nope. She looks no. kind of like a Rumor Willis. Circa like 2008. Uh, I'm not gonna say ew, but. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> she, she, well, she, uh, it's kind of like a female Bruce Willis, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. She seems sweet, though. Yeah. She's a sweet kid from oh, what I'm I saw. Oh, I'm sure. Show. But, yeah, the, but look the, is the outfit though. is not it's good. It's not a sweet yeah, outfit. That ain't like, cute. it looks like she just put the bra on and forgot the shirt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, she's following <laughs> yeah. her sister's footsteps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But her right. sister has said, I'm, I'm done with all that yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Pass, okay. pass it down. Next, we have John Legend. Oh, okay. Do we think he what looks. What a gentleman. Yes. That oh, yeah. is. Really? That I don't like the suit. Really? I, the I double breasted, the, 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 the sleek plaid. I'm not crazy about that oh, suit. I, no. I, oh, actually, on. you know what? I'm no, going to change. It's a, I like no. John Legend, but I don't like that suit. No, it looks I, too, like, it's too like 80s. I'm wearing, it looks it's like a suit like that RuPaul yeah. would wear. I, it suits him, yeah. Him. I, yeah. I think he looks. Not everybody could pull that off, but I think he does. And I would pull it off him. <laughs> RuPaul would wear a suit? Yeah, it looks like something RuPaul would wear. What is it? All Klein, time? Parker, and Epstein. He plugs it like every show. Right. That's what that looks like. Next, we have Leah Michelle. Oh. Styled by Brad Gorevsky. Yeah. No, yes. I like that. That classic. is so That's much. Nice. That's very classic. classic. Yeah. Very classic. What yeah. award show is this? Is it a Billboard music thing? Billboard Music Awards. Okay. Is it a what? It's music. A, a singing thing. Singing thing. Yeah, I love it. Music. Yeah, no, that that very classy. Yeah. Next we have Rita Ora. Unfortunately, this was not the greatest for me. Oh, yeah, that's no. A, that's a you. No. What is that? That's interesting. <laughs> it it looks like she went to the costume shop for like, you know, old looks, Merchant and Ivory films and just grabbed. I don't get like what's going on with or something. Schmata on yeah. top. It's total schmata. Next, we don't like <laughs> fat. <laughs> okay, next we have Kate Beckinsale. Yes. 
You didn't even see it. I don't even care. I, I know I did. I saw it today because I watched like this oh, wow. part. It's so random, and I love her. I, uh, she I, looks actually, great. Actually, I but do like the. I like it. I feel like it was a little over the top for the award show that it was for. I like it too much is never enough. I know. I mean, she looks great. I think that looks awesome. Just looks like Katy Perry's fireworks. All I just I hope she didn't sneeze. Why? I think stunning is a good word for that. Actually, that's like one sneeze and it's all over. Go. It's Boob City. Next we have Jason Derulo. I'm into it. No one else could pull that off but him. I'm gonna say yes. I like that. Really? I, I like is that. Is it velvet? It is velvet. Of yeah. course it is. Yeah. Definitely. On him? Yeah. You guys like this? Yeah. I want to just go out and touch it. George like, Costanza style. Yeah. Oh, it's George Costanza. Yeah, yeah I just want to rub it. Yeah. I want to I rub, wanna rub Jason Delu. You know, oh, that's, hey. uh, okay. Next, we have a look that I like, but most people don't. It's Halsey. Everybody's very people, silent on this one. Wow. I, so her oh, bra, her, everybody had an issue with her bra, but I mean, it's supposed to look over the top, like underneath. What's the issue? No, there. No, the problem is there's nothing over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. those heels with the top, just no. like so good. It looks very I, incomplete. I love it. No. Really? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank no. you. I like the bottom. It's like that. Like what? It's like is girls dressed in fire uniforms. Yeah. It's like um. <laughs> I don't know what's so good about it, good, but I love but it. It's, a it's like a more. trench coat skirt. Okay. Yeah. A trench coat without the coat. Well, it's like. Remember when Priyanka Chopra walked? Yeah, but, the it, but yeah, but she's but just like wearing her bra. Okay, it's like she next. was getting dressed, and somebody yeah. took a picture in the middle of exactly. it. Exactly, <laughs> lukewarm. Next, that. next we have. Okay, this is the last one. It's my Latina queen, Camila Cabello. She looks. Yeah. Yeah, that looks good. Oh yeah, that looks good. It's Red is good elegant. on her. She performed her new single, and she was amazing. I hated that performance. What? <laughs> You didn't even watch it. I just did. Yeah. Today I, I just can't believe it. I just did. you missed it yet again. But um, the black hair and Saint the red. Celine. You know what? When I was watching oh, it, I, was oh, like, oh, I know. We have, I really we have this incredible. week in Celine news. Yes, Tegan. Oh, she just she looked amazing, and she didn't wear a crazy shirt this time. I totally forgot to include her in this, but that outfit was insane. okay. Well, maybe maybe we can get a photo of Queen Celine. Yeah, it was Queen her, her stylists are like killing it lately. I love Celine. She's my diva. Oh. Yeah. She's my diva. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Tito, for today's midpoint. Thanks, <laughs>
is too is too. I don't, I don't watch sports. So actually, I don't, the, I don't, how how big is it? To, how many games are there in a year? 162. So two oh, is not. Yeah, baseball close. has a. But a the ML the MLB actually didn't suspend him. It was the Blue Jays. Blue it Jays was the Blue Jays organization. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Maple Leaf Sports. Good on that. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Wait, no. like it's was not, this? It's not Maple Leaf Sports. Was this like no, seen? No, no. But, but should M, uh, should MLB yeah, uh, should Major right. League Baseball have stepped in to do something about it? <sighs> okay. Well, yeah, because like the players represent like the league, right? So like of course I, I think so as well. well. Yeah, but is two is two game is a two game suspension enough? It depends on how big of a player he is, I guess. If uh, he's like pretty, the player, pretty then, important. Yeah, so like taking him out would be. But for I mean, two I, out of like a hundred is nothing. I had never. I uh, I mean I don't follow baseball all that much, but I had never heard of uh, Kevin Pillar. But Jose, Jose Bautista, he's a bigger star. If he would have right. done something like that, maybe it should have been a higher thing. But. Um, but that's just a word some people but just why, like blurt I mean, out But it's a, why is it still acceptable in sports that uh, guys use? Uh, why? It's like when people say that's so gay, and I really hate it. But it's like I sometimes I don't correct. Yeah. Yeah. But he gave a really heartfelt apology oh, afterwards. A very heartfelt one. I think that has to count for something, right? Like I mean, if he if he was just dismissive of it and, and didn't apologize, or if his, if his apology was very uh, empty, then I think that would be indicative of what kind right. of a punishment he needed. But he came out with a very heartfelt apology, acknowledged that that is not the type of person he tried. He wants to represent it. That's not how he feels, and that was a stupid thing to say. And I'll tell you, if I had to get suspended in, for something for every stupid thing I've said, I don't know. I, I'd be, my <laughs> life would be a constant <laughs> suspension. So, so I think he, you know, I think it was fair. Yeah, um, I've uh, I've actually like I played sports all my life, and like in the heat of the moment, I've I've said some things that I completely regret as well. But I mean, like you don't even know what you're saying sometimes, so sometimes it just comes out, unfortunately. But then it's like it's just a game or a lot. It happens, yeah. I know that's when it's professional. There's a lot of money involved. Yeah, like, this is these guys' lives. He yeah. said he's sorry. I think it's time, you know, give him, we gotta forgive. We don't make, we don't make allies by, by beating up on people that are sorry. Well, but maybe you just sue them. Rich, <laughs> Richard yeah. Simmons. Well done. Richard that was a Simmons. a good transition. Who is still, a, a good transition. Like, yes, yeah. a good transition. So, <laughs> the National Enquirer and the Radar on, and Radar Online have labeled Richard Simmons as transgender, uh, as a transgender woman. And so Richard Simmons is suing, Naturally. saying it's defamation of character. Now he says in the law the, about the lawsuit that um, it is his legal right to insist that he not be portrayed as someone who he is not. Okay, but the legal definition of defamation says that it's it's hurting you and it's a negative. You have to show that that it's a negative in order for it legally to be defamation. Some people are angry at him, saying, "Why are you saying being called transgender?" Right. You know, negative. so like if there was something in the media that said you were gay and you're not gay, is that defamation? No. So is this defamation? And go. No, I actually. Well, as an actor, if it, like if you're not getting jobs because of it, then maybe it is. Yeah, but I don't think that that would happen. Right? I mean, every, but every actor would be like. People say he's gay. Yeah. Or so. I feel like they've ragged on him for so long for so many different things, and I feel like the tabloids, when they accuse someone of being trans, it's an insult. It's not dignified to trans people. So if he wants to go after them and kind of set a precedent, I support that. Maybe it's defamation against trans people. Yeah, that's what I was just confirming. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. That's totally how I felt when I heard he was suing. Like I just feel it's so undignified to trans people that, like the National Enquirer will make this up. Yeah. I mean, it's the National Enquirer, too. Like, yeah. It's real news. 
<laughs> that's where I get all my news. That's where Donald Trump gets all his news. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Well, I don't understand because Richard Simmons is quoting quoted in that article talking about it, but I thought he's in hiding and not talking to anybody. So how is he filing lawsuits if he's in hiding? I don't know. Anyway. I don't know anything about End points. Tito. Bop of the week. Okay, I have four bops of the week because last week. You did. So you've done a lot of bopping. Listen, music came out all at once and I couldn't just choose one. Okay. All right, we have Selena Gomez, Bad Liar came out. And then we have Katy Perry featuring Nicki Minaj. It's called Switch Switch. It's fucking amazing. And then we have Iggy Azalea featuring Anita and it's called Switch. And then, of course, Camila Cabello, Crying in the Club. Download it, buy it. Switch? Because it's... And swish, swish. Swish, swish, and switch. Swish, swish. And crying in the club. Crying Fish. in the club is the most important. Crying in the club. Camille Cabello, I love you. You realize Because that, that resonates with you? You do that a lot? And you realize that Andrew, <laughs> who does all of our, like our editor, who does all the, the lower thirds yes. on the screen, you just made his head spin by how quickly you did that. Um, I'm just saying. Anyway, you'll figure it anyway, out. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, and I have something else to say that you'll probably, you were about to say. But I want to say happy birthday to Tegan. Oh, <laughs> okay. When's your birthday? Today. Is it really? Yeah. Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. Mine's on birthday. A Gemini. Yeah, we're Gemini. birthday buddies. My birthday is next month. I'm a Gemini, Gemini. too. Gemini. Gemini. June 18th. All of us. What? Gemini. No Gemini. Oh. <laughs> no, no Gemini. Um, okay, I have some announcements to make Happy before birthday. we, before we, we fully you. celebrate Tegan's birthday. Um, so I am actually headed to New York to be on another show uh, to represent the point. Oh. Um, so it is called The Late Live Show at Night with Dylan Fisher. The Late Live Show at Night with Dylan Fisher. It's a Facebook Live only show. So they're not on, like we do YouTube and Reverie and all that stuff, but they're just on Facebook, Facebook Live. They're facebook.com slash late live show at night. And the show will be live on Facebook Live Monday, June 5th at 10 p.m. Eastern. The Late Live Show at Night with Dylan Fisher. So there you go. Brilliant. Monday, June 5th. Love it. We're going to watch you talk some more then. That's right. You're going to watch me talk some more. Uh, and Dylan's straight. And so he, where I think we're going to do a battle of the, the gay straight. <laughs> Um, also, our live season finale, uh, we announced it last show. Um, remember, it is uh, Nui Rose, the Festival of Queer Art and Performance. Our live season finale will be part of Nui Rose, Saturday, June 17th, starting at 7 p.m. at the 519 Community Center, which is 519 Church Street, in the Church Wellesley Village in Toronto. More details to come, so keep updated on our Facebook page and all of that. Now, I have to, uh, Tito, t tell everybody again how wonderful Tegan is for... Tegan's amazing birthday. and hilarious, and we're so happy that he's okay. taking over from that. So, of course, we are on Reverie, uh, the world's largest online street... Yeah. LGBT online streaming service at reverie.tv. Our crowdfunding site is Patreon, patreon.com slash the point guys. I'm making a mess of the frosting. So here. I'm gonna like help you. Yeah, here. you do that. Amazing. Um, I'm just iTunes. gonna watch you struggle. iTunes, we're on iTunes. Uh, find us there for the audio podcast. Uh, of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, please, please, please subscribe to us. Uh, Tito told me that the button thing is changed. Somewhere below us is some button that says subscribe. So just press that oh, button. Really press tasty. Tito's red button, it'll make him <laughs> feel better. Of course, our website for everything The Point is so thepointguys.net. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all those other social media things. Woo! Social media things. Thank you, Bryn Hendricks. Thank, Thank you, you, everybody else. There's the cake for Tegan. Thank Happy you birthday, Happy Tegan. Birthday. Thank you. We have a new show every Tuesday, so we will see, see you next Tuesday, Tuesday on The Point. Woo! <laughs>